0: Here on, here. Uh, the i have here a lot podcast of podcast while and I'm and I talking my ass. Beer. And there's one thing it's I know. is my uh, friend like and, in a sense, talk. a mentor, even though he's that much older than I am. Lance Nichols is an actor par excellence <laughs> who's been in this business. It's the Spudcast. Shoot, man, That's what the, what was the first yeah. time you walk in front of a camera, Lance? Oh, hey, no, 19... a Thanks for joining me 17... here another episode of the Spudcast podcast. Talking about my ass. Like yeah, I was in. Tonight's, I was uh, studying special theater special at Nichols State mine, Lance in '76. Uh, started in the fall of '76. I got my master's uh, degree in 85 from LSU. School, I was first walked in front and, uh, of a camera in 88. And the lack of the film industry and the and lack I've of the screen actors will doing what they were shooting. I, I was living here uh, at the time. So, I mean, if you shoot, ever wanted to hear about, shoot, you know, shoot, acting or, you know, oh man, I can be an actor. He and I have been doing this a long time. He's been around the 70s. I started in the late 80s front of the camera. Been around a bend a few times. So if you really want to know what it's like, stay tuned. In the meantime, stay tuned
1: for this. And Clifton David. Spot here, you know I like to Van tease Mike Brander, go big or go home, no. go Mike, yeah, Mike's got Davis the big one, played, uh, and he sings that little song he has player. to.
0: And Brander no, laughs at like the and, joke too, because he's got a great and, sense of humor, he doesn't take himself seriously. But you know what he does I take small, seriously? I know his clients. When it comes to fighting in court for the interest of his clients, that's where the laughter stops and the serious work begins. He's not afraid of the insurance company lawyers, because he used to be one. And now he's when you're talking about the people work
1: Get the big results. <laughs> you know, go back to get Mike. Three, four, too five, one one, 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 one. One speaking role. Hey, what you Actually, got going with can't, can't go to the game. You it can't was, even was tailgate. TV what you movie gonna do? Go fashioned. Get it was yourself Angola. a license and insurance. charter guide ball.
0: on LA Saltwater. I super in easy huh? to follow that website. Uh, what you gonna catch? Uh Where you wanna catch it? How you wanna catch it? All the big ones are waiting for you. And to top it off, you'll still be able to watch the game on TV and launch at the end of the day. of Fishing sounds great. Got an open spot for you, babe. Gale, or sign from, up on uh, lsaltwater.com. Does the sound of thunder ah. strike well, fear in your home? There's only line one sure way to, to and fix and a and flooding said, yeah, problem: Home Team flows. Elevation. Me End me do the worry, like stop you know, insurance you know, rate hikes. Get them. your no, flooding problem fixed now with the Home Team threat. Advantage: experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the Home Team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with Home Team Elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at Three zero one one two 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 or go to Home Team Elevation. He came com. back a couple of years later, and he was shooting this TV movie called uh, This Gun for Hire. It's a remake of that old Alan Ladd flick with Robert Wagner. Right. And, right. dude, I mean, I read for this bit piece, and uh, the next thing I know, okay, you're cast, so go pick up your scripts. I go, and I say, hey, I'm Spud McConnell in here. Oh, Lieutenant Leo i going, Lieutenant, I didn't read for that. I got a co-starring role, man. Wow. So, you know, it's just a freaky business,
1: bro. It man, is. Man. It is, man. It is.
0: So, what's this year looking like for you? Because uh, I got to tell you, man, uh, I'm I am quickly, quickly uh, becoming disenchanted with the film industry.
1: Well, this year starting off really, really positive for me. I'm working on a SAG short film this weekend at a local. Local filmmaker here named Miles Labatt is producing and directing. And he actually wrote the film, he actually wrote the lead for me. Oh. Uh, so that's was, that was quite an honor. And then um, I'm going to Houston on the 22nd of this month for four days to work on a, another short SAG film called um, Elephants Never Forget. And I submitted myself through Actors Access on that, got an, a tape audition request, sent in the audition. And then he hired me from tape. So that. And uh, we have a couple of series here in Louisiana that are about to start off. One mm-hmm. is a new Blumhouse series called Bingo that I have a live callback on. on Thursday. Man,
0: I, I, I got a live callback on that tomorrow,
1: actually. Right. And then uh, there's a series that's going to start in Baton Rouge called Safe Haven that Erica Breen is casting. I have to send in a taped audition for that on friday so i
0: have to call my agent about that one and go you know, are
1: they not looking for fat white boys
0: who need a haircut i, I
1: have no idea because the breakdown the at least what it was sent to me was just uh my role mm-hmm. uh but i mean you you you're in the age group for my role because my and, and it's for the guy who's like uh he's a parole officer um but you absolutely i feel like you should be reading for this role. Well,
0: I'll, I'll call angie i'll call her up yeah to, to, you know yeah
1: yeah, the, ca- the character's name is it's either pronounced Skyla or Skyla. S-K-Y-L-L-A. That's the character's name.
0: God, that sounds like something that grows off the side of a paramecium. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. they need to get the vaccination out for that one, too. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. How many? How, okay, so 76 is your first line. How many credits do you have? I could go on IMDb and look it up. Uh, I I, as of today, I have
1: 201. God damn, man. And you know, it's, real, it's, it's, yet. It's, 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 it's so mm-hmm. funny, man, because I was telling someone the other day when I first started off in this business, at least when I went out to LA, which was in 1978, I moved out there. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I would hit 200. Um, and so it even seems unreal to me now because even some of your A list actors. They have, like, maybe 100 credits, maybe yeah, Some of them have,
0: like, 50. Because but the, Yeah, some of them have
1: 50. I mean, they're major movies, but... Yeah, I mean, they but have-
0: they, they lucked up, up and got a starring role right off the bat. Exactly. So exactly. Managers jumped on top of them right away and then immediately... Mm-hmm. But then again yeah. some of them oh that's great and then they got a ten year career and
1: what whatever happened? whatever happened. To that, right. And and, and and if you go and you look at my IMDB page, you will see, you know how sometimes actors have gaps on their pages where yeah. like did they disappear? Were they snatched up by aliens for five years? Where did they go? And then suddenly they're back. I have no gaps. If you start from nineteen I think the first credit I had in LA was nineteen eighty two. If you go from 1982 up to 2020, there's there's no gaps at all. So I consider myself to be very blessed.
0: Yeah, and I have a year here, a year there, but I also did the Kingfish for 30 years. You know, so there were right. roles that I couldn't even read for because I was already exactly. On a Exactly. Exactly. You know, plus I did stand up for four or five years too. So okay. I had a lot of interference with it, the...
1: my my first uh, major thing that I did in L.A. I never will forget this. It was with, uh, there used to be a, a sitcom on the air in the early 80s called Give Me a Break. Oh, I love that movie. That with movie. Dolph Sweet yeah. and L. Carter. Yeah. And I got a small role on that. And then the very next thing I did, they were doing a remake of the television series The Twilight Zone. And I had a scene, I played a cab driver, I had a scene with Helen Mirren. Mm. I know. She
0: makes you better.
1: Uh, she you got to so play up to her. Cause, yeah.
0: But she's cla- – I, I never had no scenes with her, but, you know, I I, uh, I know her through Goodman and, and such. And it's like she makes you better. She's yeah. a perfect lady because she doesn't – what was the description of a gentleman? A gentleman is somebody who does not make you feel embarrassed regardless of the situation. And that's what she right. – you know. She is. Well, if she has to, she'll just get up and leave and say excuse yourself and go. But, I mean, she's not going to call you out no amazing. and it
1: was it was really pleasant working with her and in some of the other earliest shows i remember steven spielberg had a series on called amazing stories yeah i remember that and uh i did an episode of that had the pleasure of working with uh charles durney who was an incredible Ooh, charles actor, incredible yeah. actor and a very funny man oh yes yeah. i had he no idea a he, was. he was a dancer yes I didn't find it out until years later. Oh, yeah, what? big
0: Charles Durning, but he was a dancer. And if you want to see he was a dancer. Go watch Best Little Whorehouse in Texas.
1: And that thing he does with the hat, Okay. At,
0: he's a trip. Ma- Maureen yeah. is like one of Maureen's favorite actors, really and truly.
1: Yeah, I love Charles Durning, man. So.
0: Cool. Anywho, well, that's cool. First thing I ever did was Outside Woman. I did, uh, I don't know, I did like 13 episodes of Roseanne. I've got like uh-huh. five or six uh Recurring roles on series, you know, Happen Leonard was a was a hoot. The I shot one here for Hulu called the First. Um
1: now how how did you get on Roseanne being that Roseanne was shot in LA, you were here? How did that happen? I'm curious.
0: I I okay. They were making this movie about Huey Long. Okay. good It was a TV movie for TNT. And uh, you know, we had table reading. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's like, okay, once the, the whole thing is cast. Then they uh, they set up a table and they bring all the actors in. Sometimes you got to have people play two or three different roles, but basically at a table read they read the whole script so everybody can hear what it sounds like out loud, and then you get into rehearsals and other things, you know. And at the table read, Goodman walks in, and apparently, I mean, I've been doing the Kingfish for I don't know three four years by then, and mm-hmm. uh, he looks he walks in the door, he looked around, he looked at me, he made a beeline for me, and he said, you know what, you should be playing my part. And I said, you know what, bro? You're right. But anyway, we got to be butt. So okay. at the end of the shoot, at the end of the shoot, uh, he said, "Give me your, give me your resume." What the hell? So I, you know, I printed up a couple of copies and gave it to him. About five months later, I got a call from Linda Lamontine, the casting director for uh-huh. uh, for it and uh, for Roseanne, and she called my agent. I put myself on tape. Freddie Lewis helped me tape myself. Oh my
1: God! So you put yourself on tape? You're talking about like 20 years ago?
0: Oh, dude, longer than that. Well, by 20, let's see.
1: When was Roseanne?
0: I was. Air? It was in the 90s. I the first. Was it the first episode I did? Uh, Maureen and I have been married for 26 years. We started dating okay. in February. We got married in December. In October, my first Roseanne premiered. So I probably shot it in sep- late September. So 26. 26- so
1: now did they hire you straight from tape?
0: Straight from tape. And it was supposed wow. to be it was supposed to be a one show, a one thing. That was just it. One thing turned into 13 episodes.
1: Wow. They called
0: me about every. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they called me um, about every four to six weeks. They call me up to come do another episode. And uh, okay. they called me up on a Thursday. And said, okay, so we wrote you in, so we'll see you over here Monday at 9. And I went, uh, I'm getting married on Saturday. And they said, congratulations, get on a plane Sunday, and we'll see you. See you. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so that was, that was Maureen and I's honeymoon, is I spent oh. all day at Roseanne, and she went shopping with a, a with a friend of ours that we stayed oh with oh my that
1: god that was that so was literally movie. you got married on a saturday you and you and the plane on a sunday throughout the la
0: yep and then monday morning nine o'clock i was in and they shot roseanne at the same studio that they used to do mary tyler moore and the lucy show okay and it was right next to gilligan's lagoon so oh,
1: okay yes yeah yeah right the
0: old desilu studios
1: so. Uh huh.
0: All right, all right, all right, everybody. I'm talking to my friend Lance Nichols, and we're just talking about film industry in the city, in the in the area. And when we get back, we're picking up right here. and We're telling war stories, but uh, I, I got to step away because I got people who are going, "Hey, man, what about me?" So a uh, couple of spots, and then back with Lance Nichols right after that. If you find yourself near Metro Road or on breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. If you find yourself in Kenner at breakfast time or lunch, you should make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chalmette, the best bank, uptown, make a pass by the Blue Line Sandwich Company. Chef Brad McGee uses fresh from the farm ingredients, makes his own corned beef, delay, and a jam in a day. Custom catering, dine in and carry out or let waiter bring your sandwich straight to you. The Blue Line Sandwich Company, 2023 Metro Road, a block off of Bonneville. Call Chef Brad at 504-309-3773. Place you want to be today is the emergency room. Who knows what you can pick up after waiting hours to see the doctor? Rapid urgent care is the answer. Eight locations in southeast Louisiana. Rapid urgent care means rapid relief in minutes, not hours. Doctors on site, major insurance in network, Medicare and Medicaid, too. Rapid COVID tests, x rays, blood work, strep, and flu tests in minutes at Rapid Urgent Care. Telemed visits, even some house calls. Just check in online. They'll text when you're next. The doctor will see you now. Visit rapidurgentcare.com. Rapidurgentcare.com. I scream, you scream, we all scream for beads and doubloons and coconuts and marching bands and walking clubs and tableaus and mask balls and mystic crews and everything else that says Mardi Gras. Keep Mardi Gras what it's always been, a family event before Lent. If you want to help keep traditions alive, go to MardiGrasAlliance.com and join the growing group of businesses, citizens, and carnival entities that want to keep Mardi Gras a safe and happy event without it being regulated to death. Go to Mardi Gras Alliance.com and laissez les bon temps rouler. We're back on the Spudcast podcast, talking about my ask with actor par excellence there, uh, Lance Nichols, and just telling war stories. And he was asking me how I got on Roseanne only many years ago, you know? So, yeah, I was on Roseanne for three three years. Roseanne said, get off of me, you fat bastard.
1: <laughs>
0: Actually, that ain't even my joke. That's some other comics joke, but I'm fat. <laughs> so, and I was there three years, so what the hell? Um, yeah, great, great gig though, man. Great oh, gig. Oh, it was a great. Oh, look, and let me tell you. They had it down to a science. Cuz they were shooting like go away uh, over there and they were shooting like uh Grace under fire and uh uh-huh. uh, uh Seinfeld and Oh
1: yeah. What's yeah. What's it,
0: yeah. Uh, 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 it was, um was Kelsey Grammer? Uh, what was that show? Uh, a Yeah. And and yeah. you'd show up, I'm telling you. You'd show up at 9 o'clock Monday morning, you do the table read. All right. Then we'd break off and start rehearsing scenes. And then we'd uh-huh. work till about one o'clock, have a nice lunch that everybody would leave. And they, they, uh, they would uh, go, the writers would take, had been taking notes and they'd go off and write the next day you're there at nine o'clock. It's not a table read. You just start and you're rehearsing scenes and la, 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 la. Yeah. And you work till about lunch and then, yep. uh, you know, then you break for lunch and then you leave and you come back the next morning. Now that's Wednesday, Wednesday, was uh camera blocking. So you still And right. every day there were rewrites. So when I wake up in I morning, remember,
1: look, bro, I look I remember because by because if I remember Thursday it was like uh you had a run through for producers and then that network would come down on set and watch on Thursday, if I'm if I'm if I remember correctly.
0: Blocks. You know what they would do is okay, so Thursday they did camera block Wednesday, Thursday they were there shooting and they would shoot all day. You would shoot all day. You'd get there in the morning and they'd shoot scenes in different angles and shoot stuff, break for lunch. Come back, shoot some more. Then you break for dinner. They bring an audience in, and by seven thirty, you were doing the whole thing again in front of a live audience while they were shooting it. And in the thirteen episodes I did, once we had to stop and reshoot a scene. They now had that's, interesting a that's interesting because
1: that's interesting because I had a I had about a ten year period from the mid eighties to like the mid to late nineties where I I I either guest starred or co-starred on practically every half-hour sitcom that was on the air Mm -hmm. and I remember the ones that were taped before a live audience was a little bit different than what you said we actually had two taping two live tapings one around four o'clock in the afternoon and they'd bring the audience in and they'd sit in the bleachers and you tape and then you'd break for dinner and at dinner you'd get notes and then they'd bring the second audience in around seven o'clock seven thirty and you tape again in front of that audience and then they would just decide they would take a look me, maybe some scenes from the first tape and the second tape and so that's the first time i ever heard that you ever you only went before one live audience yeah but they, they never, I mean, heard that uh, they taped
0: all day so they would tape each scene two or three times without the live audience interesting and then you come back in yeah you have dinner and then about seven they would bring in the live audience and it was like dude i would leave on sunday around lunchtime fly into la rent a car, stay, go drive and stay with our friend. He lived in Van Nuys, and I would yeah. like go over the hills because I never wanted to take the 405. I'd Here go in, and then, look, I'd get off the air. Um, once Maureen came with me, well, she was there for the first one for the honeymoon. Uh, every now and again, my friend would come and watch. But mostly, man, by, by 10 o'clock, we had shot the thing. I was out the door had my bag in the in the trunk of the car, and I will drive to LAX and catch a red eye, and I'm at, I'm at home midnight, one o'clock in the morning.
1: Wow!
0: I wish I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. I could do that every week
1: for know, 26 look, weeks a man, year, man. I loved working on sitcoms because it was it was it was like banker's hours, man. It was so easy. It was so much easier yeah, working you on know what, sitcoms than
0: one hour drama. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy because you're good. You yeah. know, you don't have to be taught stuff. You know, right. you have you have comic timing because everybody says, oh, I can do that. No, you can't. And I've been doing this shit a long time. I have a master's uh. degree. I've studied with improvisational from the improv theater out of out of L.A. I studied with people from the from, uh, yeah the Mark Taper Forum. I studied with people from the Royal Shakespeare Company. I got a lot of crap under my belt. And that's why it's like it's like they say about Richard Gere. He makes it look easy. That's what they do, and that's what you right. do, and that's why you've been doing. That's why you got 201 credits, man, because you yeah. make it look easy. You don't take 15 takes to do your shit,
1: <laughs> you know.
0: And I tell you what, I man, it pisses me off. You know, you get into a scene, and here's a movie star, and they're being a prick. I'm going, bro. Oh, I know. Spend a, I know. Spend about six or seven summers in a row with a shovel in your hand trying to get your degree, and right. then, uh, and then just think about that the next time you're being uh-huh. an asshole on the set. True. True. So, by the way, Perry Martin wants us to do "Driving Miss Daisy" again in the city.
1: Well, you know, he he about a year ago he called me up and I, and I said I said look I I'd, I'd love to do it and at the time he was he was looking for a venue to do it here and I said well what venue do you have in mind he said well he says a couple I have in mind he said I uh I'm not at liberty to really say I'm like okay I said well when you find a venue mm-hmm. I'm I'm in I said I'm sure. Janet wouldn't mind doing it again, and then she. I said, I'm sure Spud wouldn't mind doing it again. I I told I I told him a year ago I want to do it again.
0: Yeah. Well, he's you know I talked to him last night, and he definitely so, wants to do it, and he's got the possibility. He's got a good possible venue, uh. But if that happens, it ain't gonna happen till till.
1: Oh no! no I mean, no, 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 no one's no one's going to see live theater now unless we do it outside.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's gonna be a while, but he's in, he he wants to do it. But you know Perry, man, he's like a cockroach. You can't kill him unless you step on him. Yeah, I know. I mean, and sometimes
1: the... even when you step on cockroaches and you put your foot up, bro, they 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 skedaddle. Well,
0: there's yeah. Yeah. He's had three strokes and prostate cancer and colonoscopy, colon well, issues. It's and... it's it's
1: it's not his time to transition yet, man. It's he's still got work to do here. He That's does. I
0: tell you what, man, if I <laughs> he nothing can stop that guy. I mean, if I had mm-hmm. if I had one of his maladies, I'd be looking for a reason to to call it quits. And I am man, right. he's constantly sending out his resume. He's working on that script, Okra, turning it into a screenplay. He's got interest in that, and okay. he's uh, he's looking to, to get back in front of uh, in front of a, a, non, a you know a, a band of actors and have him put on good theater. So.
1: Because you know, I I told him when he called me last year to discuss that, I said. Man, if you get this in a the theater here, do you realize you could sell out between uh the, the 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 uh the audience that Spud has, Janet have, and I have, you'd sell this you'd sell this thing out. You would.
0: Well, that's what I told him. I you know, look, I've been doing the kingfish for thirty years. And it used to be a deal where it's like, okay, i'd do I do like weekends. But I do a whole bunch of weekends in a row. Like when I did Erlong in Purgatory, that show ran over a year at True Brew. Okay. And now it's like, you know, I am not going through all the effort to do two three-day weekends. I'm not doing that, man. I better get a good two dozen to 15 performances out of the Right. Room, you know? And right, that's the only reason right. I like working with Perry. Because if he's going to go through all the effort to put a show up, it's not going to be two weekends of three nights and that's it.
1: Right. No, no. It's too, you put in too much work for that, man. Way That's like college. Work. That's like college.
0: You bust your ass rehearsing a play for four to six weeks and you do one three show thing, maybe four That's shows it. if it's a hit. Oh, and I was That's in college. It. We did uh, Filler on the Roof and we actually added two performances because it sold out the minute the tickets went on sale. Six shows. That's the mm-hmm. most shows I did mm-hmm. in, uh, in a college production.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember at UNO, you know, when you did a major production, it ran two weekends. That was it. Yeah. And you were done.
0: Sometimes I only ran one at Nichols. Yeah. Let me give so, you, a, uh, since we're talking about it and everybody's just listening and going, these two bastards, man, all they doing is sit there. And why, why the hell did you record all this? Y'all could have done this on your own. What <laughs> advice do you give? Because I always get people saying, man, I want to do what you do. <laughs> yeah, but you want to do what I do, but you don't want to pay the dues like I paid. What do you tell people? What do you tell young actors? Who come to you because you teach, and so what are you saying? Yeah,
1: you know, I tell them two things. I tell them, no, one, make sure that this is make absolutely sure this is what you want to do because you're gonna get a, a a hell of a lot of no's before you get one yes. And then number two, I think it's really important that um, you have a very strong support system, whether that be girlfriend, spouse, family, because you know the entertainment industry is one of the few probably the only industry where people discourage you from going into mm-hmm. if you wanted to be say a doctor a lawyer or a teacher no one would say hey spud you know how many people want to do that you might want to have a backup plan yeah but if you say you want to be an actor or a singer or a director or a producer uh, a, a, a dancer or a choreographer or a singer uh, a visual artist well what's your plan b well, Someone's always going to ask you if you have a plan B if you're going into the arts.
0: I tell them that, too. And, I mean, nowadays, it's, you know it used to be waiter or taxi cab driver. But now there's so mm-hmm. many different ways to earn a living online. Me, personally, I can't type. So, so much for that. But I, mm-hmm. I, I tell them, too, that you have to understand this business also attracts a bunch of yahoos who want to be stars, who don't have the tools and don't have the talent. And the only way they can put themselves forward is is by dragging you back. I said so you need to be prepared for backstabbing because it's there. And and, and if you think all yeah. the other stuff is gone because of Harvey Weinstein, you're wrong.
1: No. And the and the other thing that's different now than when you and I got in the game, Spud, is, you know, you didn't we didn't have social media to deal with. No. These young kids now, social media is like the driving force behind a lot of them. And so what, what you have now or people that they call influencers who are non-actors, mm-hmm. never been in front of a camera a day in their lives, but they put they put together some YouTube video, the video goes viral. You got people sitting at studios and streaming service, streaming services and networks, tracking videos that go viral. Video goes viral, they get in touch with the person who put it up there. We want to develop a show around you are want to put you on the show mm-hmm. we didn't have to deal with that
0: no no and then they're one trick ponies and they wonder why they, are, they
1: are you're one not gonna ponies.
0: have 201 credits or i got how many do i have like 98 98 credits and about 3,000 performances of the kingfish and i don't how many yeah. other theater shows i've
1: done so because a lot of these young people they want they want a quick fix man mm-hmm. they, they want to you know they want to tie the uh you know, tie the, the the rope or the the hose pipe around the arm and shoot it up that way. That's they want a quick fix. They don't want to do it like you and I did
0: it. Well they also don't have to because they have social media, they are they able don't. to put themselves in but, but you gotta no. have you gotta have you gotta have the tools and you gotta have the talent. You know what? A one trick pony looks really good, but when the show closes, there goes your trick. So Right. What you gonna do? Lance Nichols, you uh you acting bastard you I so look I, and, you, it, and, and you, you say, say that it.
1: affectionately and i took it that way i've been called a bastard before but never with the word <laughs> acting in front of it that's what well, have you to know,
0: say. You, know, you gotta you gotta put son of a bitch in front of you. you son of a <laughs> bitch
1: bastard that's
0: that's, <laughs> that's when you know the line they're walking up to the line anyway yeah. i appreciate yeah. it man and everybody should go imdb.com the internet movie database anybody you want to find out lance's uh his credits or my credits or you want to know how many John Wayne credits or how many directors, whatever, that's, that's the place to go.
1: That's, that's the Bible, man. If you want to know anything about anybody in the industry, you can find it right there.
0: There it is. All right, bro. Be safe, man. In this 2021, I wish you all the luck in the world. Same to you, brother. All right, man. See ya. Spud here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, $25 a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right, right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish coffee. Okay, so uh, that was fun, talking to Lance Nichols. Uh, just going along, like I said, imdb.com. You can find out all the films that he's done. He's got stuff coming up. And like I said, we're going to try to do Driving to Miss Daisy if we can find a stage here in the city in the next six months or so. It's a great show with uh, Janice Shea and Lance and me. Uh, thanks for joining me again. Uh, we'll see you next week. I'll be talking to a, uh, the head of the Immunology and Microbiology Department at LSU Health Sciences Center, uh, Professor Alistair Ramsey, talking about the vaccine for COVID. In the meantime, uh, yeah, you can find this podcast on uh, on Red Circle, on Spotify, on Google, and on my Facebook page of Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big Teasy, and on uh, Twitter at Spud Got that, at Spud Got that. If you want to send me a note, uh, you want to cuss me out, or you want to get on a list uh, where I'll email you the uh, the Spudcast podcast directly, the Spudcast podcast at gmail dot com, the Spudcast podcast at gmail. In the meantime, y'all be safe. Have a good week. See you next Sunday, but I'm a gone pecan.